United States Institute of Peace, along with Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124, now present their weekly podcast. It was October the 20th, 2011, that when Muammar Gaddafi was killed, the leader of Libya. It's been a question uh, since then about what exactly is going to fill the vacuum. It has been in a very insecure place. In the post-2011 aftermath, there have been some attempts to bring some order, but it doesn't seem like things have been very successful. Indeed, we've seen an uptick of violence and protests in the entire region. Let's put some perspective on it with Nate Wilson. Nate Wilson is the Libya country manager at the United States Institute of Peace. Is tweeting at 9. That is the number 9, N. Wilson. Nate Wilson, welcome. Thank you for being here today. Thanks, Tim, for having me on the air. Is is there a sense of um, of you know what 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 is the state of affairs, if you will, in Libya right now? Just give us a general sense of things. Sure, of course. Um, so the uh, internationally backed and UN recognized government of national accord, which is based in Tripoli, is essentially under uh, assault from the uh, political military alliance that. Um, essentially calls itself the Libyan National Army, based in the east. Uh, and so you have a situation where there are two rival authorities in uh, east and west Libya that are competing for uh, control over the uh, capital and the institution there, therein, uh, especially the National Oil Corporation and the Central Bank of Libya. So the LNA is anti-Islamist, the GNA uh, is has Islamist elements. Is this about anti-versus Islamist uh, factions in the country? Um, so I would not uh, characterize it as, as simply as that. Uh, the LNA has made a large push to brand all of its uh, fighting and the reason for its assault, particularly on Tripoli, but also uh, back in the uh, early part of this year, it moved through the South, uh, branding most of its work as uh, anti-terrorist. Uh, and so it has made a concerted effort to put forth that narrative. While the uh, GNA in Tripoli is uh, dominated by militias, uh, some of them do uh, have is- Islamist or extremist elements in them. Uh, and so there is some... Uh, there is some validity to the way that LNA has uh, um, characterized its, its mission. However, the uh, GNA um, is, is more dominated by uh, militias, whether Islamists or otherwise. There's a quote from, uh, from Lena Khatib, who's with the Chatham House, with the North America Africa program there, which is a think tank in London, says, what we're witnessing in the Arab world right now is a continuation of the Arab Spring of 2011. Are you seeing that in Libya? Yes, I think that there there is uh, a, a lot of truth in that. Um, the the Arab Spring, the so-called Arab Spring, or the uprisings in uh, the um, in North Africa and the Middle East, uh, essentially haven't been played out, and so we are seeing a uh, you know in Libya particular in particular what we're seeing is a uh, contestation for power. And, um, you know, also, I would I would argue some regression in terms of the freedoms that were immediately enjoyed by people after the fall of Muammar Gaddafi. 
but we have to keep in mind that it's only been eight years. And while a lot has happened within those eight years, a lot uh, these kinds of generational uh, revolutions take more than that, uh, more time than that to play themselves out. Uh, I know you're joining us from Tunisia this morning, I believe, right? You're in Tunis? That's correct. Uh, I wonder if, if you have made trips to Libya recently, if you can give us a sense of what it's like for people who live in Libya. Well, it's a, it's a good question. So I have not uh, been able to go there. Uh, I'm American, and uh, for us, it's, it's very difficult to uh, go there in the first place, but also to get uh, clearance from Libyan authorities, uh, which, is, which is its own uh, conversation in and of itself. However, uh, from people that I talk with on the ground and uh, members of my team, uh, it depends on which area you're talking about. Um, in the South, uh, for example, uh, there have been um, positive uh, developments in terms of security. Uh, the LNA has moved in, and what people uh, were facing in certain big cities like Sebha, for example, was a huge amount of uncertainty and, cr- and rampant criminality. Uh, and so that has been, uh, a lid has been put on that. So there have been some positive developments on that score. In Tripoli, I think it really depends on which uh, part of the city you're talking about. Uh, in certain parts of downtown, life has gone on like normal for people. Uh, however, in the suburbs and in, in southern suburbs in particular and other areas, uh, there has been, uh, you know, a lot of people have been displaced and there have been civilian casualties from the ongoing fighting between GNA and LNA. Once again, we are speaking with Nate Wilson, who is the uh, Libya country manager at the United States Institute of Peace. What is best steps for the U.S. hands off or should the U.S. be more hands on? Well, the U.S. has played uh, an interesting role and so far has maintained, uh, at least generally speaking, a relatively neutral role in this conflict in terms of getting directly involved. Um, The uh, U.S. policy is still to support the uh, U.N.-backed government of national court in Tripoli. And what the U.S. has been doing is focusing a lot on um, some of the uh, technical aspects of the country that would need to stay together, namely the uh, National Oil Corporation, uh, to have uh, a continuation of stability in international oil markets, as well as um, try to shore up certain institutions that will be crucial for Libya to maintain, uh, to maintain itself as a country and then to move forward uh, with whatever political um, agreement is reached. I would say that the U.S. can, can always do more in terms of um, getting the right people to the table and putting pressure on outside uh, countries that have been interfering in the and fueling the ongoing war. Last question for you, Nate. I wonder if, in the you know, in the wake of the uh, the, the fall of Saddam Hussein, this happened in you know, let's face it, in the Soviet Union when that failed. There was this kind of nostalgic yearning for the old days because of the uncertainty and the chaos, if you will, that followed. And I wonder if there is any uh, emotional attachment to the days when Muammar Gaddafi was in charge in Libya. Absolutely, there is. Uh, there are some places where this nostalgic yearning is, uh, manifests itself as a, a, uh, a Gaddafist um, 
you know, uh, show. So there are actually people who would want to have uh, Gaddafi back or, you know, one of his uh, one of his sons or somebody within his administration. Uh, in more general terms, there is a desire for uh, more stability. And under Gaddafi, there were efforts to develop the country. Um, while they were uneven, they, people's standard of living was quite a bit higher. So people are really uh, concerned with the decrease in service uh, provision by the, the government. Uh, if, for example, in Tripoli, uh, p- trash is piling up all over the place. Um, and then uh, some certainty when it comes to politics as well. I, I think that there is a, uh, a yearning for the stability that they had under Gaddafi, even if that stability uh, had hollowed out institutions and was based on a dictatorship model. We will continue to watch, and I appreciate the update. Nate Wilson, thank you for joining us on POTUS today. Thanks so much, Tim. Joining us from Tunisia, Nate Wilson, the Libya country manager at the United States Institute of Peace. It was recently that we noted the eighth anniversary of the death of Muammar Gaddafi and what is the state of affairs in Libya now. He is tweeting at 9N Wilson. This podcast has been brought to you by the United States Institute of Peace and Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124.